Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me today and joining me in my prayer room. I'm going to invite each of you into a space where we currently have the bells ringing in kind of an odd fountain. We have uh, some incense burning to lighten the air with fragrance and remind us of something positive. And where I am surrounded by the things that I love. And if you were in my prayer room and I put up some pictures of it, you would see many, many faces of Buddha. Now, if you were walking into my living room, you would see a wall that's dedicated on two sides, two big uh, floor-to-ceiling, I think that's what it's called, bookshelves, full of the many faces of God. And I could put each and every one of your images or busts or symbols up, and that would be another image of God. And for me, Buddha is here because Buddha reflects the reminder to me that this is the day the Lord hath given. Rejoice and be glad in it. I heard that as a child in church on Sunday mornings for years and years and years, and I had no sense of what that meant. And then I read the story of the tree in the garden, and I was ready to understand what that tree meant. And I'm going to tell you that story briefly, and then we're going to do a small meditation together and move into our weighty topic today, bullying which could just as easily have been called fear. So give me a moment here, because I do have to cough. I apologize. Some mornings you are, this is the first time I talk in the morning, and my throat uh, resists the effort. So what about the tree in the garden? Buddha went uh, to China, or a Buddhist monk went to China, to talk about being in the moment and the peace of being in the moment and the realization of narrowing life down to moment by moment. And sometimes I've had to narrow it to second by second. But the realization of that can give you such an immense peace. And it also gives you an awakening of the fact that you have power over you. Because anything that is happening will be over and restart. And when it restarts, you have a chance in the next moment to react in a way that will dramatically change the past moment. Now, in association with our topic today, too many times uh, after, if one becomes too fearful, one cowers in the face of a bully, which empowers the bully even more. But the reality is, In each moment, we are defining ourselves, even the bully, and that's the magic thing we need to keep in mind. Once a bully does not mean always a bully. It does mean that that bully needs to recognize his or her wrong or unloving, uncaring behavior. So what about the tree in the garden? How did I come to this thinking about the moment? This is the day the Lord hath given. Rejoice and be glad in it. 
Well, I was probably kind of somewhat prepared for that knowledge by being a Methodist. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, I'm not saying to you that uh, I, I'm not sure that I'm anything anymore. I think I'm everything anymore because I see the wonder and beauty of the many faces of God. I, I don't have to have God just be one thing and exclude other things. In fact, I feel safer I feel more content knowing that I don't have to be something special to be loved by God. And so today you're going to hear me flow through Christianity, through Judaism, through Buddhism, and also through Hinduism or, Maha, uh, excuse me, Paramahasa Yogananda's Self-Realization Society. Today is an eclectic look because what's interesting is the principles in all are the same. The principles in the Islamic faith are the same. We are all reminded that this is the moment we have only this moment, only this day, how are we going to live it? Because tomorrow is a new day. When you were a little kid, you learned tomorrow never comes. They could just as easily have told us it is always today. Either concept is immense for a little kid. And it seems as though you're saying, well, ha, 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 that's a joke. Of course tomorrow's coming, and the next tomorrow, and the next tomorrow, and the next tomorrow. But the reality is, the only day is today. So, in a time when we didn't have computers, we didn't have vehicles for mass transit, a transit, a movement from India to China was an immense trip huge trip, and it involved going up across the Himalayas. Now, we all know the Himalayas are pretty cold, so that was a big trip, and moving up into the reaches of China. And what is significant is we hear so much about what happened uh, in Israel, and we, sh we do. It has had an enormous effect on the world, the message spreading. The same is true for a co-divinity, just as you and I are divinity, leader, just as you and I can be. And that was Buddha's beliefs. And as he was there, they, the person who had initially brought Buddhism to China died, passed to the other side. I feel so secure in saying that to you, having lived and passed and come back uh, in an automobile accident at one point many, many years ago, that uh, I, I would put my hand on the Bible and swear that to you or whatever religious text you wanted. Because what we have are many, 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 many divine messengers. And don't rule out the possibility that you are one. So they assembled a group of people who believed, each and every one of them, that they could take this faith and they could take it further into the reaches of China. And China's a pretty big place. And that they could help people understand the importance of the moment. 
And so the question for each one was, why, you know, why did, um, and I'm sorry, I used to know his name, uh, come to China? And I don't today. And everyone gave the answer, and the answers were very wise answers, very wise answers that focused on things like spreading the word and enlightening people and enabling people to live a life with less suffering because they become in control of their life. I mean, many, many beautiful, beautiful answers. Igniting the jewel of divinity that is within each of us. Beautiful, beautiful answers. But one young man came in and he answered simply. Looking around him, looking out into the garden and seeing a brand new sapling just starting to awaken to the wonder of life in a season where it was full of flowers and its beauty at that moment captured his attention, and he said, the tree in the garden. The reason that the leader of Buddhism in China went to China was to remind people to see the beauty in the moment, the tree in the garden. And that is a constant across all, all faiths, philosophies, religions, whatever word you want to put. The tree in the garden, the beauty of the moment. And I invite you in to my prayer room where you get a glimpse of one small area of my home. at the things that I consider beautiful and at the things that I choose to surround myself with in order to remember the Buddha, the moment, the tree in the garden. So when I'm all caught up in myself, very much try to get into a place where I can feel one with all that is And in that oneness, allow the transitory nature of the moment to take effect. Because when you get trapped in past moments, just as we talked about last week, when you get trapped in the past, you many times are blind to today, to the moment. Sometimes it feels as though this program is about the same topic over and over and over again. And I just must believe that there are people who choose and need to hear this topic or want to hear this topic as a reminder. But I will tell you this. When there was only one person joining me in my prayer room, I felt fulfilled because I was sharing my experience with that one person. I was linking my energy with that one being. And I was reminding myself of the fundamental truth 
that are so vital to my survival as a spiritual being and to your survival as a spiritual being. The reminder that this too shall pass. The excruciatingly pleasant joy of joining my energy with the energy of all that is. and then sharing that moment with another. The number for calling in today when we get to the topic is 646-595-3584, and it's a very present topic today. At what point does being right become being a bully? Before we get to that topic, I'd like for us all to join our hearts and our minds together with all that is with God, to join our breath with God and invite God into the space where you are and into this prayer room where I am, so that as we speak, we speak with the recognition and memory of each other. As we talk, we ignite the joy of love in that recognition and we become one with all that is and ignite in ourself our highest being our grandest thoughts our most loving behavior and know that we can go forth from this moment stronger, more loving, more caring, and more determined to change the way people think in our planet and to display that once and for all, for all time, forever, love can be the dominant emotion. That is not, that is not, yeah, that is instead a possibility we choose to ignore and leave to those religious clerics like the Dalai Lama and the Pope. Why would we want leaders who would be modeling an impossible behavior? Why do we segregate them off on the side? And so as you go into your meditation today, to be still thy soul, I'm going to invite you to not have a topic other than listening closely to the words and recognizing that that song is to you, about you, for you. I encourage you to download it on your phones, your iPods or whatever else's are out there because I'm not very illiterate in those names and to carry that with you and when you are feeling down step back find a private spot and for three minutes and 40 seconds listen to a song about who you are if we can get in touch with our commonality, if we can recognize who each and every one of us is at our core, then 
we will begin to see change. As you move into this meditative mode, I encourage you to act as though you are breathing through the soles of your feet. And what we want to do is ignite within you that passion of connecting with God's breath. I can't describe for you what it feels like for you, but I can tell you for me, I feel my body become electrically charged. I feel my energy around me lighten up, and I don't want to breathe out as my breath combines with the breath of God and with your breath. And I feel the wonder, the excitement, the vibrancy of life and all that is. And as I breathe out and I look around, I'm amazed at the sparkling energy with which I am surrounded. And I feel safe. And feeling safe is crucial. So breathing in, let's start together and I'll turn the music on. Let's get through three deep breaths and then I'm going to turn the music on. So you're going to pull the breath up the front of your calves, up the front of your thighs, crossing over to your tailbone. And that is called the base chakra. And that is where you carry fear. And fear is what makes you be a bully. And fear is what makes you vulnerable to a bully. So let us let that fear go. Release it into the earth from whence it came. And now, continuing to pull your breath, and you can take in sips as we're doing this, pull fearless breaths up into your body. And as you come to the sacral chakra, the zone of creativity, Feel that creativity igniting. It's not just where you create children. It's where you create people changing ideas. It's where you listen to your intuition and allow your intuition to pull you forth into fields and places where no one has been or few have tried. You now pull your fearless creative energy up into your solar plexus, the zone of healing. Oh, pause and feel that yellow, vibrant healing energy course through your body from your tips of your toes through the tips of your fingers as it joins your breath. You are pulling healing breath to your heart. We are very feeling creatures here. As human beings, we feel, we touch, we believe in the wonder of love. If you look at the number of programs on TV inviting people to find that one true love, if we look at the amount of, the number of spaces dedicated to love, we are loving beings. And so let's infuse your breath with the love from your heart chakra. Now pulling your fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up, come up to the zone of your voice chakra. 
Oh, my. Oh, my, oh, my. The words we use, the words we hear, they are immense. And it is frightening at times to think that such words are possible. Let us forgive ourselves for the words we have spoken and forgive those who have spoken words to us. Words have power beyond all weapons. They live forever. Perhaps from a positive standpoint, we have the words of the messages attributed to Jesus. We have the words of the messages attributed to Buddha. We have the words of the messages attributed to Muhammad. We have the words of the messages attributable to God in the Old and and in the in the Old Testament, the Torah, and in the Quran, Words. Confucius. The Dalai Lama. Words. Powerful, powerful. Can be weapons and can be bandaged. Continuing to pull your, create your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, and kind speaking energy up to the third eye, the zone of manifestation. Manifest there a you that is love. And when you are not that being, move into the next moment, accepting and learning what you did that did not keep you in love and embrace love again. And now, Open the top of your head, the crown chakra, and join your breath with the breath of God. And breathe out, I am loved. Let's do another breath, pulling in through the soles of your feet. Pulling creative, excuse me, pulling fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath in and joining your breath with the breath of God. And know that you are uniquely created, divinely inspired. Yes, you, as you breathe out. One more breath. Pulling the breath in. You are uniquely created, divinely inspired as you pull in the breath. It's fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving and kind speaking. Manifesting into this moment and beyond. Joined with the breath of God and divinely inspired. Now, reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God as you know God to be. Feel the energy of God's energy pulsing through you as we begin to prepare ourselves to hear these words today. 
feel God's energy caressing your shoulders, moving up your arm, down your back, soothing you, reminding you of your value. And there is no person unworthy of reaching out and taking the hand of God. It is a simple process. And I'm going to turn on Be Still Thy Soul. And as you meditate now, breathing in and out, as you finish your first breath, or actually your fourth, reach out your non-dominant hand and take the hand of a listener's hand, God. A listener's version of God. And feel the pulsating energy of that God moving now across your shoulders as you are surrounded by the divine energy of all that is. Let us begin.
Wow, make me a source of light and all that I need is within me. I come a completed package. I just simply need to look within. Whoa. Whoa. Now today's topic is probably, I'm going to use the word pretty topical. I don't, I mean that as a joke. I'm a terrible jokester. I'm probably too serious. But, but you know, it is. It, it is something that we're hearing about, we're seeing about, and we're recognizing a lot lately. So let's talk a bit about that. And that is being a bully. At what point does being right become being a bully? Now, those of you who want to talk about bullies, about your experiences with bullies, about how being right down to the place where you put your foot on someone else's neck is okay because you are right and you have the one true way, call us. Let's talk about it together and see if we can come to some place of mutual agreement. And if not, you know what, that's okay. You still have a right. You still have free will to believe as you believe. So the number, whether you're being bullied or you are a bully, is 646-596-3584. You know, back in the days of doing commercial radio, it would have been really funny to have two lines for the bullies and for the non-bullies. I can assure you everybody would be calling in the non-bully line. No one likes to see themselves as being a bully because, after all, bullying arises from a sense that someone is right. I am right, and you need to be doing it my way. And when you're not willing to bow down and do it my way, then I need to get you to do that. Now, you see it with some people with animals. That was perhaps the first time that I ever saw such conduct in my life uh, was when I saw it with animals. And I would see uh, people who were raising their animals with fear, dominated fear. Now, why would we be afraid? Why would someone who is not, who is kind, who is considerate, who just wants to please, fall victim to a bully? And why would someone even want to be a bully? Both of them find their core at one common word, fear. Let me say that word again, fear. The bully is afraid of not being right. And also they are addicted to the power of being right, to getting people to bow down and do what they want to say or they want them to do, to say what they want them to say, to act the way they want them to act. On the other hand, the person who allows him or herself to be bullied is equally afraid afraid of standing up and saying, I don't agree with you right now, and saying it often enough and long enough. And how can we have a situation where what are they afraid of? Most of the time in the world they are afraid of losing something. Both people are afraid of losing something. The bully is afraid of losing his or her power or position if they don't get things to be exactly the way they understand they need to be. No variations. No room for individual uniqueness. No personality-driven behavior. Robotic completion of the assignment all of the time telling 
the belief that he or she is supreme beyond all belief. Now, from a religious standpoint, all of us should stand up and say, excuse my French, hell no, because that means we would be making that bully God. We'd be allowing that bully to be perfect. So let's start with the idea, if you're inclined to be a bully, that you need to step back and realize it's okay not to be perfect. Okay? And there are a multitude of ways of completing tasks, and what matters is that you end up with a good result. But on the other hand, remembering the four agreements last week, maybe it is you need to ask yourself, is my way the only way to get to the goal? And I'm going to tell you straight up, my friends, the answer is no. There is no single way. Oh, that makes me sound like I think I'm right and I'm a bully. I notice my voice has gotten stronger when talking about bullying. Um, maybe because I'm someone who easily is dominated by bullies because I don't care about being right that much. But at some point, you even when you give in, when it's a true bully, you can never give in enough because you can never become that person. And so ultimately, bullying behavior breaks others. It creates camps of us and them as people try to... Uh, it, established that they're in the right place, they're in the right camp. And what's interesting is it tends to create quieted masses. Perhaps in our memory of time, although certainly not if we look at these guys like Gaddafi, and uh, we, we've got many living modern examples of bullying. Idi Amin, um, my gosh, the number could go on. I had I should have researched that for us so that we could look in modern times. That there was no way that the people could twist and turn themselves to be enough because at some point the power of being a bully becomes so immense that they have to be the only voice. They shut all other voices down in the name of being right. For just an obscene moment, and believe me, this is an obscene moment, let us let Hitler have been right. Do you think that those people who had blonde hair and blue eyes who had this pure Germanic streak of blood rushing through their bodies, would have been more free once there was no one else around who wasn't enough, who wasn't perfect, who wasn't able to become who that person thought was right? Of course not. The standard keeps changing, it keeps evolving, it keeps moving as it reaches out and grabs on to people. Now, that's the extreme case of bullying. It's something that is happening or being recognized in the workplace so much, and it is being dealt with. And, and those people are operating from a sense of fear of losing their job and trying to satisfy this employer in all ways and then ultimately by losing sight of their humanity. 
by losing sight of the basic fact that all that we need is within us and each and every one of us is unique. There are billions of right ways to do things, but there is only one right way to live our lives and that comes from within us, us defining that way. And I suggest to you that the way to living your life that gives you the greatest peace is to work against allowing a fear-driven, dominated life and also a right, I am the voice and the only voice way of life. To adopt a more neutral, middle-of-the-road, allowing other people to be right. At the same time, knowing that your interpretation is right for you. There are many people out there who choose to believe that there is a whole segment of souls that are doomed forever. They are lost, they are gone, because they do not ascribe or accept a spiritual or religious belief. They are doomed. My uncle believes I am such a soul. When we went to my parents' uh, internment in October, he um, he feels very strongly. I've written this little book called Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired You. And let me tell you, you can have one if you want one. Just send me an email here and put uniquely me or I want the book or hey you. I'll get you one. I'll get you one. I'll send you one electronically. Just send me your email. Uh, you know, it's ridiculously expensive. And in today's world, I mean, you can put it on your iPod for like 10 bucks, but 10 bucks, and I don't ever see any of that money. Not that I didn't write it for money anyway, but I'm wondering, who's getting the $10 to press click? So let's send it to you. I'll give it to you for free. I'm competing with whomever is, who is ever marketing for me. It's eaten up in administration, kind of like charity money. You know, many of it, much of it's eaten up in, in running offices. And you know what? It's not necessary, folks. Let me just hand it straight off to you. I'll give it to the person who wants it. But in any event, my uncle believes because I believe that Christ led us to a beautiful, loving way. That John Wesley led me to a beautiful, loving way to love people, to love life, to love God. And remember, Christ was asked, what are the two most important commandments? Love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul, and treat others the way you want to be treated. What a relevant statement for our topic today. How many people want to be degraded? That's what bullying does, degrades. How many people want to be devalued? That's what bullying does, it devalues. How many people want to be treated as unimportant in the resolution of the matter at hand? That's what bullying does. And so here we are, switching gears again, back to this internment. 
And the ultimate bullying act is you're not going to go to heaven. You are not going to pass to the other side. You are going to be stopped. You are not making it through to the throne of God. I'll tell you, God's right here beside you right now. That's a unique idea, or maybe it's not. There's a lot of people saying it, not just me. But, you know, God's right here. It's never separated from God. But the idea that there's only room for a few makes those few more, more valuable, more important, more driven with the way. And that's why I embrace all, because I believe there is room for all. But when you are driven, you can become a bully in the name of God. So if you can imagine these three adults at an internment, hovering together, holding on to each other in a ball of fluff, recognizing their connection one to the other and then a man related to them by blood standing up in front of them and announcing to everyone and to these three damaged people at that point You are never going to see your parents again unless you accept Jesus Christ as your only Savior. As the only one that can get you through the door. Listeners, I think My friends, I think that is the ultimate act of bullying. And it wasn't missed on anyone that that message was directed to me. That I am doomed to hell. Because even though I have lived a loving life, I have loved God with my heart, my mind, and my soul. I love my fellow man as myself most of the time. Sometimes I lose it too in the name of being right. I'm doomed. In my uncle's mind, I am going to hell. a little bit about my uncle good man good good man goes to wherever there is a catastrophe he and his wife and they hand out little bibles and they support people and encourage people in the way of love they uh in a way of christ-driven love they dedicate their lives they dedicate their lives to valuing people. But the thing is, there is a final hump that you have to cross over, and that is you have to be 
a member of the group he thinks you need to be a member of. That's pretty convoluted. You need to be who he thinks you need to be. And if you're not, you're not worthy. That's not bullying, my friends. And I don't think that the workplace is the only way bullying goes on. And I don't think that any of us are above being bullies on occasion. In our desire to be right, in our fear of being wrong, we can push the envelope, force people to believe as we believe. And we do that most often, by the way, when it's not the workplace. We do it in our families. Pardon me. We, We do it in a place where we can control and manipulate and make certain behavior happen. And there's all sorts of ways to do it. And physical violence beatings are not the only way. Emotional. Remember the words, the voice chakra? Look how far the voice chakra. Let's look at the voice chakra for a moment from how far up the chakras it is and how close it is to God. So no matter whether you meditate starting with God and driving God's energy through your body or you start by bringing up the impurity of your human existence and uniting it with the purity of all that is, letting go of the fear and instead embracing your human creativity or you start at the top I am uniquely created, divinely inspired. I am valuable to God. I am united with God at all times. Then, when you get to your voice chakra, it's a high-level connection. And yet, how often do people use their words to harm other people, to say things to someone else that they would never want said to them? If you're a manager, talk to the people you manage the way you would want to be talked to. If you're a parent, talk to your children in words they understand that guide them to love. There are these beautiful Neil Donald Walsh cards that are called Conversation with God cards, and I love them. And I pulled three of them for our program today, and I felt that You were amazing. Passion is the path. It is the way of self-realization. You want to use your words and deeds that uplift you internally, that ignite your true self, your beauty, your beautiful, sharing, divine nature. You do not want to use your words and your life to bring down others in order to create a false sense that you are more because none of us are more than the others. And then love. What is love? It is the energy which expands, opens up, sends out, stays, reveals, shares, heals. 
You want to invite people to feel more about themselves than maybe even they are feeling at that moment. Bullying, a time of adversity is many times a time when things aren't going the way we want them to go. Now, it could be that there's a universal recognition that things are not going, but so often people are quiet just like they were when Hitler was burning Jews. People stay silent out of fear. Paramahasa Yogananda notes, in Where There Is Light, At page 10, everything the Lord has created is to try us, to bring out the buried soul immortality within us. That is the adventure of life, the one purpose of life. And everyone's adventure is different, unique. You should be prepared to deal with all problems of health, mind, and soul by common sense methods and faith in God, knowing that in life or death, your soul remains unconquered. He goes on to say on page 11, to fly away from problems may seem the easiest solution. People staying silent. But you gain strength only when you wrestle with a strong opponent. One who doesn't have difficulties is one who doesn't grow. But I dare to suggest to you we can wrestle with bullies without becoming a bully, without weapons. By continuing to do our work well, whether our work is living a life that manifests love or working in a factory creating widgets, make sure that you imbue, that you fill up your life with love. React in love and don't bow down out of fear. But if you do bow down out of fear, fear of losing your job or of losing something else, do not allow yourself to become the bully. Do not allow yourself to try to switch the tables to show the right thinking that you have. The only right thinking is grounded in love, my friends. We can do this together. We can make it so that being a bully is not a very long thought for any human being. But in order to do that, we need to step back and ask ourselves, How would I want to be treated if I were exhibiting this behavior?
what would I want? I would want someone to ask me questions about why I think this is okay. Hopefully the person is sane, and unfortunately so much bullying behavior comes from insane people, people who are not able to feel what other people feel, people who are not able to put themselves in that place. And so you need to ask yourself, how would I want to be treated Now, many times in life we excuse things by saying, well, I would never be a bully, and that's true, you wouldn't. I'm very comfortable you wouldn't. You wouldn't be listening to this program if you were booty and booty, (laughs) bully inclined. But if you were a person, think about those times when you have been absolutely convinced that you were right. And how did you move off that point to give consideration to other ideas, other values, other feelings? You did it by listening. You did it by being it being okay to not be right. So if you're going to talk to a bully, even though he or she may not be listening... What you want to do is ask questions. You need to understand that at its core, there is a person who is deeply afraid. And you want to help them understand that there is more than one right way. And you want to encourage them to uplift others by not uplifting their bullying behavior, but their person. And above all else, when you find yourself in a place where you need to be the one right person in the room, conduct that same analysis with yourself. Listen to what other people are saying. In a loving manner, open yourself to hearing their ideas and seeing their needs. Evaluate how you would want to be communicated with if you were them. And then together, together, as a team, move forward. And if you have to do that multiple times, then you are imbuing in yourself multiple times your spirit, your true nature, your love. Yogananda stated, many people are afraid of life's problems. I have never feared them, for I have always prayed. Lord, may thy power increase in me. Keep me in the positive consciousness that with thy help, I can always overcome my difficulties. 
It works both sides of the bullying coin. It works both sides of the need-to-be-right coin. Lord, may thy power increase in me. Keep me in the positive consciousness that with thy help I can always overcome my difficulties. Before we speak in a circumstance when we believe we are right, we have a moment to collect our thoughts, a moment to evaluate what we want to say, a moment to decide how we choose to manifest ourselves in the moment. Lord, May thy power increase in me. Keep me in the positive consciousness that with thy help I can always overcome my difficulties. And if we are in a situation where we are being imposed on, the same prayer works. The same prayer. And you don't have to use those words. You can say anything to the effect. God, I know you are with me. I feel your energy around me. Be with me now as I move forward. So that no matter where I am, I remember on a mountain in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see him by my side. In need and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted amidst the sparks of the flames, I behold only God. If someone is trying to bully you, use those words. But in those moments when you are trying to be right, remember those words. Be your highest self. Blessings to each of you until next week. Peace be with you. Namaste. Remember, you are uniquely created, divinely inspired, absolutely and beautifully loved. And within you is kindness and love, located and living.